0: Hey there everybody, welcome back to another episode of Midwestern Goodbye, the only podcast that blah 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 blah, it's an intro you already know. Anyway, I'm Alex, joining me as always is Dan. Yo. And of course we talk about weird things, we talk about sci-fi culture, pop culture, and of course, things that we don't fully understand. So Dan, how you doing today?
1: Uh, doing alright, doing alright today. Uh. We do need to reiterate that uh, one of our podcast members has died. Yeah. So we need to...
0: Other Alex is dead. Uh, he died a horribly tragic death, and it shall not be remembered, and neither shall he. Uh, unfortunately, it was in his contract. I don't make the rules, I just create them. So, uh, starting in 10 seconds, uh, we will no longer ever,
2: ever, ever be talking about him ever again. One, two. Oh, anyway. Three. <laughs> oh no we're already long past 10 seconds we're done now
1: okay so the real question is are are we gonna rant about velma or are we gonna rant about wizards of the coast no we're ranting about wizards of the coast because i really want
0: to talk about that because they've they've recently done an update to their you know tom fuckery and mm-hmm. uh I really, really want to kind of just let everybody know what's going on in case they already don't. And, you know, give my opinion. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you've got your opinions as well as a former Magic player and current d
1: and player. I do indeed. Uh, you can give us the rundown if you want, though. What, what, did, okay. what did they uh, say recently? What bullshit
0: are they spouting? You can't start with the most recent stuff, Dan. You got to start at the beginning. My like any.
2: So, for
0: those of you who don't know, basically, Wizards of the Coast is the people who do Magic the Gathering as well as Dungeons and Dragons. Um, one of the most, if not the most, well known and popular ways to play tabletop RPGs. Yep. So, one of the things that has been a probably the biggest cause of their success if you discount things like well actually don't discount them because things like critical role things like um you know um uh, what's the name of the uh the virtual dimension tabletop 20. one well uh, dimension 20 roll yeah. 20 but um yeah roll 20 things like that as well as uh other companies like Cobalt press And any other ones that you can think of that create additional content for, you know, 3.5 edition D&D, fifth edition D&D, is because of something called the Open Game License. And the Open Game License is a document that essentially states that fans, you know, content creators, uh, writers, can and are allowed to create. You know, modules, uh, character classes, character archetypes, you know. I mean, pretty much anything in regards to the D&D world, the D&D mechanics. And it's led to the rise of D&D's popularity because it's allowed more and more fans to engage with the content that may be more interesting to them that isn't currently presented in normal D&D. So again, Critical Role's a really great example. The Open Game License allows them to use the D&D name, it allows them to use D&D spells, it allows them to use, if they wanted to, popular worlds
1: from... It allowed them to create completely original classes, like the Blood Hunter, or what was it, like exactly. the Gunsmith, or whatever that Percy is.
2: The Gunslinger,
1: like, yeah. Yeah, like, whole like, it's literally now two classes that are like a foundation of 5e dungeons and dragons for some people right
0: so and what that also means is that that's any kind of revenue that they would create because of that so for critical role for example any kind of revenue that they would get from donations from advertisers from sponsors um people like Kobold Press when they create entire modules of campaigns and it says for D&D 5th edition it means that that revenue you know whatever is left at the end after they pay for you know publishing marketing brand whatever it might be that's theirs, right? It doesn't go to Wizards of the Coast, because, yes, it is Wizards of the Coast mechanics and classes and whatever that they're, you know using, but it's their original work. So the open game license is fundamentally important because if you want to think about it, it's like having the uh, source code for a video game. It means that you can create these crazy imaginative mods and you don't have to worry about the company coming and saying, hey, um, either stop doing that or give us all of your revenue. Like, give us all your profits.
1: Bethesda does it with Skyrim. They really don't. They really don't hone in on what mods people make. You kind of just are free to do whatever you want. Right.
0: So pretty recently... Uh, Wizards of the Coast sent out a document to a large majority of these content creators for D&D. And what this document was, is it was an updated open game license, which now if you kind of Google it, the abbreviation is going to be the OGL. And it was called OGL 1.1. And basically this updated OGL was all of the worst ways that you can imagine taking that free, open, you know, foundation of success to build upon
2: and saying, yeah, but we want more money. And for those of you who aren't in the know about how Wizards of the Coast, and, you
0: know, let's be 100% real here, not Wizards of the Coast at the end of the day, but the company that owns Wizards of the Coast, Hasbro, You know, the toy maker that nobody likes. Um, One of the things that has been going on is they have been doing something very similar with another one of their properties, Magic the Gathering, where they have decided that there is enough goodwill and love for the brand that they own that they have decided to take advantage of that and start to delve into scummier and scummier practices. So we've already talked about, you know, the previous uh, 30th year anniversary for Magic the Gathering, which was four booster packs filled with fake cards for $1,000. An absolute travesty of a set for which Magic the Gathering has still not properly apologized. There has been no, hey, we messed up. It's basically just been, oh, well, you know, uh, we sold some, so... uh, Yay, good job, us. Okay, on to the next stuff. And that's it. So Wizards of the Coast was already in hot water to begin with because, honestly, people for quite a while now have started to get upset and burnt out with the amount of monetization that's happening in Magic the Gathering. So within a very short time frame, suddenly Wizards of the Coast is saying, hey, and quite literally said it in a uh, board meeting that magic the gathering is not being monetized enough you know they said and again paraphrasing a quote they want it to have the same business structure as video games now does that mean that they're going to put in a battle pass
2: i don't know But what it does mean is that the 1.1
0: open game license included a lot of additional legalese that would allow them to essentially screw over the player base. So just to name some of the big ones, uh, probably the biggest one that people latched onto was the fact that going forward with the original 1.1, Any company or group or whatever, or virtual tabletop, uh, even Kickstarters that attempted to use the OGL to create content, if they made more than $750,000 a year, then Wizards of the Coast was entitled to 25% of their revenue. And mind you, when I say revenue, I don't mean profit. So for those of you who aren't familiar with the difference, profit is what you take home after. So if you make, let's just say $10,000, but it costs you $9,000 to do everything to release that product, your profit is
2: $1,000. Your revenue is $10,000. So... Basically, what Wizards of the Coast was
0: saying is that before you pay anyone, before you pay your writers, before you pay your artists, before you pay your distributors, before you pay any single other person, you need to take 25% of your total revenue
2: and set it aside for us. That's for us. So, I mean, keep that in mind. And I know,
0: I know, I know. More than $750,000, well, that's a lot of money. Sure, if you're one person. If you're the guy who made Undertale, yeah, that's a lot of money for one person. Mm -hmm. But it never is. Because, again, there's an entire team of people who are making that $750,000 that has to go to everyone in paychecks, in rent for building space whatever it might be so a 25% revenue cut on top of whatever else they have to pay it means that you could take an extremely successful release right you could take it to where the company makes a grand total of let's just say you know $250,000 of profit
2: and suddenly now You made nothing. You literally broke even. Mm -hmm. And it's
0: ridiculous,
2: of course. And in some cases, it can even be to where you actually lose money because of it. So that was a really big one. And
0: of course, that was one of the first things that get pointed out by people. But it's a lot more insidious as well. Because... Another thing that they put in was the fact that uh, basically, if you publish anything, and I do mean anything under the OGL, the new one, Wizards of the Coast has an irrevocable, I mean, there's a whole cacophony of legal terms that is designed to make it so that no matter what, no matter when, no matter where, if you publish anything
2: under the OGL, it's ours. You still own it, and they make that very clear. We don't own
0: what you created, but we do have the right to use it. And we don't have to credit you, we don't have to pay you. If you make a archetype for the fighter that everybody loves, and let's say you do it for free, let's say you just post it, and everybody loves it, and it becomes the most popular archetype for fighter ever. That means that going forward in a future book, Wizards of the Coast can steal it word for word, picture for picture, and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. It's
1: theirs. So they, they don't technically aren't good doing that anymore. As technically, of today. that's yeah, that's the it's... update. Yeah, the 1.2. Whether or not that holds true for more than a day is another thing, because right, fuck them. Uh, they they said they're not doing it anymore, but I sure. don't believe them um, at all.
0: <laughs> there, There's a term in the law which is called uh, the four white corners. So if it is not within the four corners of a legal binding document, it's not real. So they can put out as many press releases as they want, they can send out as many updated, you know, drafts, which is another thing we'll talk about, um, as many drafts as they want. But until the official documents go out that specifically state what exactly is happening, everything is conjecture and nothing should be believed. But unfortunately, it doesn't stop there. So, in addition, and this, is, and again, we're just bullet-pointing here, there's a lot more stuff that they talk about and a lot of excuses they give for why they're doing this. And I want to be very clear, these are all excuses. None of them are actual legitimate concerns, and I'll explain why. But the final one, and it is the most insidious, but it's also the most subtle, Is a very small little section where Wizards of the Coast says that the OGL can be changed at any time in any way. There is nothing that you can do to argue against it. We can change it however we see fit. And all we have to give you is 30 days prior notice. And that's it. So even if you say to yourself, you know what, that 25% revenue hit, that makes sense hey, you know what? If I'm making content, then yeah, I guess Wizards of the Coast does have a reasonable right to use it. It means that at any time, Wizards of the Coast can say, you know what? Uh, That 25% revenue hit, uh, it's 30 now. Uh, You have 30 days to
2: get your affairs in order. And yeah, yeah. You're that's your new reality now. They don't
0: they don't have to explain themselves. They don't have to, you know, justify what they're doing because they have a legally binding document that says you've already agreed to any changes we make. Mm -hmm. You can't sue us, you can't, you know, counter-litigate because you signed this document.
1: From from the perspective of Wizards of the Coast, I can understand some of this. Like People like Critical Role make a lot of money off of your content. And, and when I mean a lot, I mean millions and millions of dollars off of your content. Right. And I can understand you being like, I deserve a piece of that. But I don't understand is like, go back and look at trends and see how much your sales have risen because of them. They're basically just right. giving you millions of dollars of free publicity. Yep, I don't. Quite like, a it's like there's a there's a point now. If Critical Role was making hundred million dollars a year, which they're not, but say they were, no. and then Wizards of the Coast is like, well, our sales increased by ten million dollars because of like the Matt Mercer effect, then I could see them being like, yeah, you are more than profiting off of us, and we can take twenty five percent from you. But that's not what's happening. And see, here's the thing, uh, I disagree. Because
2: at the end of the day, D&D is a very
0: loose set of rules. Because let's be honest here, I mean, Wizard uh, Critical Role doesn't even play in any, at least at the time, official D&D universes. In fact, the only reason that their universe is now official is because of the relationship that they built with Wizards of the Coast by making them so popular. If Wizards of the Coast is so upset about how well Critical Role is doing, then quite frankly, if you want a piece of that profit, uh, they should get off their lazy asses and do the same thing. Are you telling me that Wizards of the Coast, which, mind you, is a billion dollar franchise, doesn't have the ability to find some other talented voice actors to put together? An extremely
1: high-budget, like super well-produced, you know, live D&D show? They definitely could if they wanted to. And it's also like, I understand some of what Wizards of the Coast is doing, but also it's like, even if you did all this stuff with OGL, all this crap and taking money and everything, you're definitely giving Critical Role a pass, because if you don't, they'll just go back to using Pathfinder like they did before because right that has an open game license and it's the same thing which actually
0: leads me into my next point which is again if you've been living under a rock the community backlash not response backlash that wizards of the coast has faced so again for those of you who are uninitiated Essentially, once this document came out, and again, probably another smoking gun about it, is the fact that this document that we had access to was leaked. Because what Wizards of the Coast did is they didn't trust that people would react positively to this document. So... According to sources, they actually sent out the document to a bunch of the large content producers with an NDA. Basically telling them, hey, you have, I believe it was, a week to review and sign this document. Otherwise, any and all future content that you uh,
2: publish, we're going to come after you. Oh, by the way, you can't talk about this with anybody. So, the documents we have were never supposed to reach
0: the public. Oh, yeah. But, like I said, it was actually leaked. Mm-hmm. And, of course, in response, Wizards of the Coast try to lie and say, well, that was a draft we sent out. It didn't say draft anywhere. Mm-hmm. And mind you, a draft usually doesn't have a signable, you know, docu sign on it. Yeah, usually not legally binding drafts. Usually don't try to enforce those. Right. You usually don't send out NDAs with drafts either. (laughs) But anyway, so basically once the community got hold of this document, again, if you go onto YouTube right now and put in OGL, you are going to find a plethora of YouTubers who normally only create additional excitement and, you know, interest in the dungeons and dragons brand who are basically saying fuck wizards of the coast um and basically the suggestion and my suggestion to all of you as well hit them where it hurts you know they don't make money anymore off of the product you know the physical product that they sell the books the modules what have you most of their revenue nowadays is tied up in D&D Beyond.
2: So if you have a D&D Beyond subscription, cancel it immediately. And that's exactly what people did. Uh, Wizards of the Coast has lost an, a staggering
0: amount of people from D&D Beyond, which, mind you, is... A company that they only recently purchased. D&D Beyond was not created by Wizards of the Coast. It was created by fans under the OGL.
2: Just for a little bit of added irony. So, that leads us
0: to kind of what's been happening, which is Wizards of the Coast sent out an updated
2: 1.2 actually says draft document which fixes some things.
0: And basically what it all boils down to is Wizards of the Coast is trying to backpedal at the moment. They're saying, look, guys, we're sorry. You know, again, that first document we sent out was a draft. I just want to be very clear, like it was totally a draft. Ignore the fact that it was a legally binding signing document. But it was a draft.
2: Um, but this new one,
0: which is also a draft, and it says draft this time, unlike the last one. Um, Hey, look, it fixes all the things you guys were mad about. It also has a few very sneaky, uh, you know, little legal bombs in there, which, don't worry, Wizards of the Coast put in there on purpose. You can bet your ass on that. And now they're just hoping that, and again, another paraphrased direct quote, from an employee at wizards of the coast is that at this point, the executives for Hasbro and wizards of the coast are just hoping that people will forget that this will just blow over. People will forget. And then at that point they can push through whatever they like because,
2: well, people already have their little hissy fit. So what are they going to do? And that's where we are today. So, you have this situation where, and this is again a joke you're going
0: to hear all the time, you have this game, which at its very core is about a group of small nobodies coming together to fight an overwhelming, powerful evil that looks to smother the lands. And yet, the company that Shepherds, the creation of that game, has essentially
2: decided, well, yeah, but the villain's right, though. Why shouldn't we be in charge of everything? And so, yeah, here we are. And, you know, mind you,
0: I was already teetering on the fence when it came to Magic the Gathering when this news broke. Because, quite frankly, I'm one of the people who's getting burnt out with the. Endless amount of products, expansions, sets, different types of products you can buy, draft boosters, set boosters, collector boosters, uh, secret layers, extended universe. I mean, it's all just so much. And for a brief moment, I was tempted to buy their new upcoming set, which is Phyrexia All Will Be One. And some part of my brain was like, well, this could maybe just be the last one. You know, I'll just, these cards look cool, like I could use them. This will
1: be my last hit of crack, man, I swear.
0: Exactly. And then this came out, and it was like a cold shower that just said, oh my god, they almost got me again. Mm-hmm. Because if there's one thing that really proves that a company, and I mean any company, doesn't give a shit about you as a person... It is the idea that they are going to try to charge you
2: to nickel and dime you to use your imagination yeah,
1: Wizards of the Coast is insane lately i i it i get I get where the divide is where they might not have thought fans would care because this won't really affect any day-to-day fans at least like the D&D OGL license like it won't really affect me and you mm-hmm. but it's definitely gonna piss off all the content creators I like that do stuff and they're like half the reason I still want to play D&D oh my god Right. It...
0: yeah it's, it's always surprising to me when a company wants to burn the people who make free advertising content for them. It's, it's like when video game companies like copyright strike playthroughs or reviews on YouTube. It's like even if it's a terrible review, you are still going to get more people who buy your game just to see, is it really that bad? Mm-hmm. But if you really want to piss them off, yeah, just, you know. Try to nickel and dime them, try to try to remove all all reviews, all playthroughs and see how quickly people go from, well, I'll check it out just to see, to, the, oh, cool. I'm not
1: going to buy anything you guys make ever again. They they definitely could have gone about this a different way, or they could have just been like, for large content creators, you have to license a certain you have to pay a certain licensing fee for for the use of it, which I'd be fine with, like, you are using an entirely created system for free, for profit. I could be, I could see them being like, you have to pay a licensing fee to use D&D to make money. Now, that licensing fee definitely can't be more than, like, a couple thousand dollars, because if not, if any more than that, that makes no sense. And becomes, like, an impossible standard.
2: Yeah, but see, my problem here is that they
0: are going from literally open source to suddenly, oh, well, you need money to use our license. And the problem is, is that that licensing agreement still doesn't make sense, really, when you think about it, because all they're talking about at the end of the day is people are using your mechanics. And to be quite frank, you can't copyright mechanics, at least in a general sense. You can copyright phrases. You can copyright magic missile. You can copyright, you know, uh, a Nat 20, for example. You can't copyright something like fireball or lightning bolt. You can't copyright a D20 you can't you can't copyright the mechanic of rolling dice to determine random po- probability. So yeah, there are certain things that you could say, well, that's ours.
1: But then again, like, who cares? I mean, this this isn't even oh. the first time that Wizards of the Coast has done this. They did this with Fourth Edition. That's why it burned right. so hard. It yep. you there was no open game license for it even though there was exactly. for three and a half. Exactly. And here's
0: another, uh, you know, again, history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. Or, an even better joke, history doesn't repeat itself. History doesn't repeat itself. History doesn't repeat itself. Hi, I'm history. <laughs> because, yes, the one of the big deciding factors when it came to fourth edition, because fourth edition was so controversial in terms of its mechanics because of how drastically different it was from 3.5 but now all of a sudden wizards of the coast was saying oh yeah by the way um you're not allowed to have fun you can't make content for our shit you can't make like homebrew stuff um eat shit this is ours like piss off and the big reason why was because of pathfinder Because Pathfinder used the OGL to say, well, we don't like 4th edition. Well, they were just upset also about kind of what exactly was all happening at the time anyway. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they made Pathfinder. And so they're now Paizo, which is an extremely profitable company, which is also uh, planning litigation against Wizards of the Coast if it tries to touch the OGL. And much like Blizzard, when they re-released, uh, what 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 was it? Uh, Warhammer? Or
1: mm. uh, no,
0: it was whatever whatever the game that like preceded.
1: <sighs> Hold on, you gotta you gotta give me more than that one.
2: It was a game that they remastered not terribly long ago. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Hold on. I can find it real quick. Uh, let's see. Not Diablo.
0: Do, do, do Not StarCraft. It was whatever preceded World of Warcraft, or it might have just been like
2: World of Warcraft before it
0: became, a, became oh, an talking MMO. About the, uh,
1: yeah, we are talking about like the...
0: Um... Warcraft 3. Warcraft 3 Reforged. Mm-hmm. So fun fact, Warcraft 3 Reforged actually also had something very similar to the open game license. So basically people could go in and create new game modes, new maps, things like that using that engine. And fun fact, that is actually how I believe it was um
1: it wasn't was it, a whole game made in that.
0: Yes, I'm trying to remember which one it was. It was a MOBA um
2: it wasn't league of legends i don't believe i think it was dota yeah i think it was dota 2 yeah so basically from that dota 2 or dota or whichever it was
0: spawned which again huge franchise tons of money that uh, accidentally blizzard left on the floor And so when they re-released Warcraft 3 Reforged, mind you, that game was a fucking travesty that nobody liked and was immediately bombarded with refunds. Um, But they also made sure to include that, "Hey, um, hey, our creative mode is still here. Um, And then really quiet, they said, "Uh, but if you happen to make anything that's super duper successful, um, actually, it's ours. Like, you don't own it. It's ours. Sorry. And surprise, surprise, nobody
2: liked that. Little telltale box came up and said, everybody hates that. And it's
0: it's scummy you know. And I can see where you're coming from here Dan, and I'm not sure if you're playing devil's advocate or what it might be, but here's the thing. I don't blame Wizards of the Coast for trying to make more money off of their own game. But if you want to do that, do it yourself. Oh yeah. The- it's not it's not the it's not the creators fault that they consistently make better modules than your team of officially underpaid uh, writers
1: I I would they could definitely have d- gone about this a different way if it was just about making money they could have been like here's our $30 a month subscription thing you get everything from D&D Beyond and then you actively oh. get to vote in how we change the new system which is what they're trying oh. to do I kind of because kind they're trying to make it where it's like community feedback is how we're going to change the way it is or something you definitely could have made it better. Or you fucking buy out goddamn Roll20, like, and then you make this, you combine Roll20 and D&D Beyond and all of your PDFs and all of your books and you make everything super integrated and then you can charge a little bit more money.
0: Yeah. Um, but here's the thing, though. So, I mean, again, like Dan said, uh, so D&D Beyond, right? That should be their, and it is, their primary method of monetization. And just like Dan's talking about, basically, during this entire travesty of a PR nightmare, once again, Wizards of the Coast opened their giant, gaping, just shit-spewing mouth and said, by the way, going forward, we are actually going to drastically increase month to month what you can pay us for D&D Beyond. So now, suddenly... The highest tier that you can get for D&D Beyond is $30 a month. I want you to think about that. $30 a month. That is $360
1: per year for D&D Beyond. Oh, yeah, that's a huge markup, because right now the highest tier is $6 a month.
0: Oh, okay, cool. So that's a uh, Mm. five-time upcharge? Yeah, basically. So, and of course, now suddenly, uh, as of two days ago, D&D Beyond is denying that they plan to raise a subscription fee to $30. Because, of course, they would deny it. People were willing to kill them at that point.
1: So... I I could understand if I got more out of D&D Beyond not that you don't get a lot. It's already a lot. And right. definitely they could charge more than $6 a month. Like, right. But 30 no, not with what they give you now. Right.
2: And what's
0: absolutely crazy here is that as of yet, if and let's just be let's just be clear, if the $30 is true slash will become true. The $30 does not increase what you get. Just so that everybody's aware, the current highest tier that you get for D&D Beyond, which, mind you, is a platform where you can buy access to all of their books. So base guides, uh, expansions, uh, modules, and you will get basically everything that you could ever want in terms of using that to tell your campaign. So classes, archetypes, items, uh, spells, etc., cetera, monsters. But the problem is, is that even at the highest tier, you don't get access to those books by default. You have to buy them separately still. And when the $30 a month like price increase was first, again, leaked, um, there was no changes. You didn't suddenly get access to every book. You still only were allowed. And the big thing about the what they literally call the master tier is that you can share the content that you make slash have with other people, regardless of what subscription they're at. So you can make characters and then
2: share it with your friends. And that's it. Yeah. If they gave me access to
1: all of the books, $30 a month I'd pay for. If I had access to all the books and every new book that comes out, I'd pay $30 a month. Uh, no, not a chance. I'd just pay for the books.
0: Oh, yeah, or, definitely. Or and, just steal them. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, uh, definitely not recommending this, but there are a lot of websites online, at least I've heard of, um, that you can just go and find PDFs of every book the Wizards of the Coast has released for fifth edition. Just you know, I, that's what I've heard at least. Definitely not recommending that you guys go and find those and download them. Just make sure you have a good antivirus and scan the file before you open it.
1: So you know, <sighs> just but see, again,
2: weird if thought.
1: Got, if I got more free content out of it, kind of like Game Pass, I would I would think like I'd be okay with paying more if I got more. Not that Game Pass is anywhere near that amount. I guess, but I
0: mean, here's the problem. So what, every book of you know Dungeons & Dragons is 45 to 50 bucks, maybe 60 sometimes. Mm-hmm. So how many months is it before you bought every single one of those books in terms of how much you paid for your subscription? And let me tell you, it's not very long. At least for things like Game Pass. When I pay, what, 20 bucks a month? However much it is.
1: I think it's 10. Uh,
0: Yeah, whatever it is. I mean, I get a library of video games, each of which is anywhere from $5 to $60. So, yeah, sure, I'm not going to play all of those games because not all of them interest me. But if I wanted to... The amount of months it would take me in order to pay Game Pass prices to equal the value of all of those games, I mean, we're talking years. Uh, D&D Beyond at $30, you're probably looking somewhere in the range of like a year and some change,
1: maybe. They would definitely have to release like minimum six, six new source books every year or it wouldn't be worth it. Exactly. and mind you i'll just buy the books
0: (laughs) right and again like this also includes oh yeah ogl 1.0 the original one deauthorized uh fun fact the the base tier which is free by the way or if they're not talking about the base tier you know uh they're just talking about the first one. (laughs) one yeah um if you get that, if you decide to be a mean old cheapskate and won't give Wizards of the Coast your money, uh, you're no longer allowed to engage in homebrew content. Now, mind you, this says that it would restrict access to all homebrew content. So you, as a paying customer, potentially for $2, if we're assuming that base is not free, um, you're not allowed to look at Cool new things
2: that other people have created, which, by the way, they may own, but Wizards of the Coast can steal at any time. So, yeah. And then, also, probably the most
0: truly corporate thing they could ever do is at that point, also, Wizards of the Coast was reported to be heavily investing in AI DM gameplay. Which, for those of you who don't know, basically means that an AI would be the dungeon master for a campaign. You would not have a real human being anymore. You would have a program, which is going to say, and there are trees, and there are goblins, roll initiative.
1: I would have no problem with AI DMs if this is for a video game. Mm. Now, if they're like trying to be like, and here's our expansion for Baldur's Gate 3 an AI will take the content of the game and make a new campaign for you. Mm-hmm. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> but right. if I'm logging into Roll20 and just an AI is now being the DM, the, first off, that defeats the whole point of playing D&D. Right. <laughs> it's like, also, I'm not going to pay whatever exorbitant price you want me to pay for that. Oh, Yeah. Because I can go pay an actual human being to be a DM for me. That's a job.
0: Yeah, and it'll cost probably less than 30 bucks per month, especially if you've got, like, four or five players. Mm -hmm. Um, But don't worry. Um, People got pissed. And reportedly, as of so far, all of this has lost Wizards of the Coast more than 40,000 subscriptions to D&D Beyond. Which means minimum, minimum, if we're talking about the $2 per month tier, if that's everybody who canceled, that means per month, Wizards of the Coast has lost
2: $80,000. Minimum. And every single penny is deserved. Yeah.
1: I mean, so many people, like, and so many content creators got rid of their stuff. Um, What's mm-hmm. his name? XP to, like... Level 20 or something, I forget what his, what his uh, channel name is, but he just posted like on YouTube, he's like, yep, I canceled my shit, you should do the same. 100%. Um,
0: also, if you guys are looking for more information just kind of about this, um, ironically, probably one of the best content creators right now to go watch who's been very active and has kind of taken the charge on this is actually D&D Shorts. Uh, Which, mind you, D&D Shorts is a YouTube channel that has explicitly always been about, hey, here are some kind of legal, but also, like, against the spirit of the game things that you can do to make, like, wacky characters. It's basically a joke-like YouTube channel for 5th edition content. And yeah, he's basically the one who's like, yeah. So uh, here's all my sources. Uh, here's why you should cancel your subscription. And also, one of the most important things that he's keep that he's kept saying, and what that I am going to say here, is do not at any point think that you've won, no, no matter what Wizards of the Coast does, until they give us exactly what we're supposed to have. In my mind. The only real solution is that Wizards of the Coast just says, you know what, fine, we're not going to touch the OGL, we'll stay with Uh 1.0. Because there were ways to do this, where they could have made additional revenue off of people using their license. There is. I agree with you, Dan. Um, They could have done what you said with basically like a licensing fee, like something. But at this point... I would rather Wizards of the Coast burns to the ground than any content creator continues to capitulate even slightly. Even with all the things that 1.2 basically doesn't actually do. Because mind you, 1.2 does
2: nothing. It it basically changes nothing about the original open game license. And yet it makes sure to say like,
0: hey, um, there are some things, you know, that uh, we are going to have to change because we want to make sure that inappropriate content isn't being made using our system,
2: which, by the way, they already have a method to prevent that. Just saying. So, yeah.
1: Hey, it's fine. So, whatever choice Wizards of the Coast decides to do, D&D decides to do, it changes nothing for me personally because I'll still just not pay for stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like I have, I have zero intention of when they bring out the next uh, like, oh, D&D 1 or whatever the hell they're going to call it of paying for it because they're definitely going to make it digital, so I'll just get it for free. 100%. Like, there
0: there was there was a universe where I was going to. Like when it was first announced, I was
1: excited. But now, no. I, the only D D books that I own and collect are 3.5 books. And that's just mm-hmm. because I like them and the art in them's awesome. And they're not cheaply made, like fifth edition books for some reason. Right. Like, like I have I have a book I have a couple books in, in my room right now that are over twenty years old. And are still perfectly fine, and I have a fucking 5e player's handbook that literally didn't survive a week. Yeah. And again, I mean, because just like with Magic the Gathering,
0: they're cutting costs wherever they can. And the first cost is always,
2: like, you know, product quality. Every time. Yeah. And, I mean, mind you doesn't even
0: stop like the problem is is that even 1.2 which mind you again a lot of and i mean this in the nicest way um a lot of the dumb people aren't realizing is that 1.2 has plenty of little legal loopholes that they plan to use even if this is the final document uh so for example in case you all didn't know uh if you're a creator using the open game license 1.2 you waive all right to participate in class action collective or joint action lawsuits Mm -hmm. you are not allowed to create a party to fight against the bad guy you have to solo him and let me tell you when wizards of the coast sign like shows up to the courtroom with their high-powered lawyers each of which you know is paid like probably Buco buko buko bucks um your guy that you found like your local attorney ain't gonna cut it
2: oh no but but wizards of the
0: coast does want to make sure that you know that they can take legal action against creators individually uh at any time for any reason that they deem violates
2: any clause of the ogl so yeah and then also what you were talking about with
0: like the virtual tabletop like you know roll 20 and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um mind you the OGL like 1.2 it actually has a separate a separate document that specifically talks about and quote the virtual tabletop policy. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. And again I'm just reading from people who have a little bit better understanding about you know how they might use this to their advantage. The document that it's talking about because mind you it's referencing the virtual tabletop policy. It's not technically part of the OGL 1.2. Um because it's a policy, it can be changed without altering the terms of the 1.2 OGL. So, if they decide in the future that virtual tabletops other than D&D Beyond aren't okay anymore, um at any time they can change the policy, and now suddenly Roll20 is an infringement of their open game license. Specifically, the policy that is referenced in the OGL. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. And mind you, this is all a culmination of if you're ever wondering why it is that websites like Roll20 and all of these video games that you can get that basically do virtual tabletop have so many features and, like, extra things that they do. And yet, D&D Beyond, which is now legally owned by Wizards of the Coast, still doesn't have its encounter builder set up properly. Yeah, it's, it's still in beta. Yeah, it's so dumb. <laughs> right. The reason why is because Wizards of the Coast plan right now is to destroy every other option so that, much like the Madden and FIFA games... If you're familiar with the sports games, you know, and the video game side, um, they don't have to put in the work. Oh, you don't like it. OK, uh, <laughs> where else are you going? Uh, roll 20. We just we burnt that to the ground. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Hey,
1: so, that's another yeah. thing. If D.D. wants to pull that shit, I will sit in a discord call and play theater of the mind. We'll put on 100%. we'll put on cameras, face them at where we roll dice done and done
0: yep and again um i want to be super duper clear about this so that everybody understands D, dungeons and dragons no matter what edition is not tabletop gaming there are hundreds i would be willing to bet hundreds of other systems that use all kinds of different dice different rules and if you don't even want to go that far you can just go to pathfinder um yeah. stop stop playing D&D. Play something else. It's still D&D, just don't actually play D&D. Play Pathfinder. Play Dungeon Worlds. Play uh any of the uh white wolf games or um I mean Fate Core. You could I mean hell, go play Gurps. Like if you're really hurting, go play Gurps.
1: Just pick up one D twenty and go play. Save the princess. Exactly. D and D is not
0: the be all end all. The only reason that it's so popular right now, and again, we're all coming back to this, is because the open game licensed allowed things like Critical Role to exist. And I promise you, right now, Critical Role, if they, because right now their current season would still be under the previous open game license. Next season, however, if Wizards of the Coast isn't giving them a preferential treatment, which they are, we all know this, like, they today, literally today, the 20th of January, the the first three episodes of season two of Vox Machina came out. There's a literal TV show that critical role is part of that is specifically D D. They're gonna get special treatment. I promise you. I oh, would yeah. bet I would bet my eternal soul on it. But There's if they no weren't <laughs> right. But if they weren't, I, I do want you to know if at any point critical role like didn't, they would go to a new game All right, in a next season yeah next season they'd just be like okay hey we're doing pathfinder 2e this will be fun
1: shit with the money and the creative people on there they'd be like okay here's our new system we published our book this is what we play in now right all right guys (laughs) which by the way uh kobold press is doing
0: that they're making their own uh game good for them Yep, which is the exact same thing that happened when Wizards of the Coast tried this before, which is why Pathfinder now exists and steals money from D&D's possible revenue. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, um, if you can't tell, I'm like really incensed about this because I was already mad at Wizards of the Coast, but now I'm just extra mad
2: at them
1: they they are destroying uh, the foundations of uh, of these two entities magic the gathering and D, that that are these 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 biz- these things are what 30 40 years old maybe older than that now and mm-hmm. they're they're just ripping them apart and they're just like okay keep tearing at it until we get more money out of it right which is i get it from the business perspective but you were also you're you're destroying your community, and eventually people are just going to start leaving your businesses in droves, kind of like they did with um, not Bethesda. What's the what? what who are the people who uh, the the company who originally made Dragon Age? Or like all by the hour. yeah, by way, all the people quit because they kept being greedy and awful. Yeah, you're kind of going to have that happen. Like I. I I wouldn't be surprised if, like, someone say, like, Chris Perkins inevitably leaves Wizards of the Coast. Because he's a big deal there, and also a big proponent of, like, D&D. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's not said anything about the OGL, because he's not stupid. He works for Wizards of the Coast. Right. But, like, still, like, I wouldn't be surprised if someone like him is just like, you know, this is fucking stupid, and just leaves... Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day,
0: it's not like other companies wouldn't gladly take him. Oh yeah, <laughs> Paizo would be there the moment that he walks out the front door, being like,
1: "Hey, uh, would you like a raise?" Uh, he was literally the figurehead of Dungeons and Dragons for like ten years. Right. He he hosted their he hosted and DM'd their version of like Critical Role Acquisitions Incorporated at Pax Live. For like 10 years. Right. And mind you, I want to be like, think about that. They
0: had their own critical role. And instead of building on that, instead of, you know, diversifying and making it like the best experience possible, at a certain point, Wizards of the Coast just gave up. They were just like, ah, whatever. Who cares? Right. Like this. Oh, these these live action like uh, role playing games. Yeah, that's never
1: going to that's never going to catch on. Yeah, they they did a couple more after him, and I haven't really seen any new ones after that. But if you ever do want to experience Acquisitions Incorporated, just go to Penny Arcade TV. They still do it. The two main guys, they still do it all the time. And I don't believe they have any association with Wizards of the Coast. Right.
0: And, I mean, again, you know, you can... No, again, I say this all the time, but it's because it's true. I mean, no one's actually listening to this. But for those of you who want to argue that, oh, Wizards of the Coast has changed, you know, they, oh, they even said that 1.2, they want our feedback. Um, Just so you know, anytime a large company tells you they want your feedback, it's because what they do is instead of you sending millions and millions of you know, emails and letters that they have to sort through and, you know, it takes up time and resources. Instead, they create a really like convenient, easy, digital way for everybody's opinions to be collected together. And much like the scene in The Simpsons where Homer, you know, takes it to the complaint box, um, all of those ideas and opinions, uh, they go into a big digital fire called the uh the trash oh yeah they don't read them they don't care the only reason that wizards of the coast changed 1.1 1. 1 to 1. 1.2 is because their bottom line was hit that's it people could have complained all day long and if and if nobody canceled their DD uh beyond subscription they would have said hey uh time's almost up
1: we need you to sign those documents hmm. And this is what I like about this community versus like kind of like a uh, like Bethesda or like the Activision community where they talk or like the people in it talk a bunch of shit, but then they keep buying stuff. Right. Uh,
0: And not to throw shade on the recently deceased, um, but he who shall not be named. um, Mm -hmm. Stop paying for fucking World of Warcraft.
1: Yeah, you can't you, you you can't you can't be mad at me for playing uh Overwatch or Call of Duty when you're actively paying for uh, World of Warcraft. That's also right. a thing. Mm. Yeah,
0: and by the way, I hate I hate the new uh fucking Overwatch. I get to
1: make fun of you for that because No, that's fine. You don't play it. It's yeah. fine. It, yeah. I just like the combat of overwatch and i just like to play it i will never spend any money in it ever it is not that good of a game this is Mm -hmm. like garbage tier gaming but i also like to just sit in stardew valley and just fish so my my uh my scope of what what uh entertains me you know (laughs) it doesn't need to be that complicated or good yeah i gotcha
0: i mean trust me i get it i really do. You know, there there are just some games. There are just some games that you know we just like, and hey, whatever. It's just at this point, there there's so much there's so much evil corporate shit in the world that at this point, I'm I just cut out the things that do bad things.
1: Just stop supporting evil. Like, I want to play the new Harry Potter game so bad. I've been waiting for like a good Harry Potter game like my entire life. Used to play them on what the GameCube with the PlayStation and this one seems genuinely good and the people who worked on it seemed like they really cared about it. But I'm not gonna give JK rolling my money. No, not a chance. Not a want, fucking But I want it so bad. Am I right. maybe gonna uh you know uh steal a, a ship from the English, become a pirate, and you know, acquire the game other ways? Maybe. Maybe but i'm not going to pay a dime for it
0: no not a not a not a snowball's chance in hell you know it's at at this point in the world you cannot count on human decency you cannot count on the mobs of angry people to rise up and remove the corrupt politicians anymore that's not the world we live in unfortunately Mm -hmm. if you want companies especially to take you seriously what you got to do is you got to say okay i'm not buying it anymore oh yeah the the very moment that netflix starts charging me or multiple people using my account is the day that it's canceled
1: oh yeah i'm just pirating everything on netflix now yep like the only like i used to only pirate stuff i it's just become a little Easier. bit inconvenient. So now I just, I'll just pay for the subscription. But once you start charging me more money, like 10 bucks a month is my max. You charge me more than that. I'm just going to pirate everything. Right. <laughs> like, like that's too much effort. Like, like I'm never going to uh watch uh, Rick and Morty on like any of the things I pay for anymore. I'm only going to pirate it now if I want to watch it because Justin Roiland beat the shit out of a woman. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. See, this is yeah. good things at all. Now I won't watch it on Hulu. I'm just gonna pirate it. Yep, I learned that on uh, on Twitter, and and then the replies were just a bunch of people posting the skull and crossbones like pirate flag. Yeah, good. And I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I'm doing too. It's like, yeah, I, I I'm going to separate art from from creator, but I'm also gonna make sure you get no money. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll. Look, at the end of the day, I can still
0: enjoy Ren and Stimpy. Like Ren and Stimpy was a really great TV show. That the creator, I don't, I don't care if he still doesn't get a dime from it. I will never buy anything Ren and Stimpy related because the creator was such a piece of shit.
1: Oh yeah, like, like right now, Ruby's right in the line of whether or not I would, I want to continue paying for anything related to it. Like, the subscription, or if I want to buy any merch. Like, none of the people directly involved with making the show have done anything bad. Yet. Mm -hmm. Yet. (laughs) So that's kind of where I'm just like, technically no one who's making the show or working on the show has done anything. But the company that owns them is doing shit. Right. Where I'm just like... I, I... If... If one more, if one more person, especially if one more person who like works on Ruby just comes out as like, oh, yeah, for the last two years, they kept queer bashing this one guy on on their team. I'm just like, OK, man, I can't. <laughs> I can't anymore. I, like, I, I 1000% agree with you.
2: And
0: like, and, and just to be clear, this is not a case of hypocrisy, because at the very least... Like Rooster Teeth has done some like deep cleaning as of late. Oh yeah, they they say that they have learned from the errors of their ways and that going forward they're going to be better. So I'm not going to deny them the chance to prove it. Now, mind you, I don't currently own a Rooster Teeth uh, subscription. I just I just use Dan's. Yeah, so, I'm I'm gonna be
1: upfront about that one. Like so. But the only reason I have it is because I'm like, I like Ruby enough where I'm willing to pay for it like year round, even though I only get access to the show for a very brief window.
0: Right. And like, I like Ruby. I like the things that they're doing with it. I thought the new game that they put out was a step in the right direction. It's mm-hmm. not a great game. It's an okay game, and that's it, better than their last
1: try. It is a side scroller like Hack and Slash. Didn't right. expect much. You got what you asked for, basically, with that game. Yep, Ice Queendom? That was pretty good. Mm. We still need to finish it.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <sighs> I'm just. I'm so mad, and then like they lost Tyrion. He's not the guy's not voicing him anymore. Uh, and that's such a big hit because it just like with crow, like that's such an iconic voice.
0: Right. And it also doesn't help that they're going to vacuo, which is where he was sent. So he's clearly the bad guy for the next, well, when they like, finally get to vacuo, like
1: he, he'll, his voice actor will, I assume be in this upcoming season. Cause I imagine all of it was recorded already before he decided to quit, but still right. like if he doesn't die in this season, then I have to readjust to a new voice actor. Like, Blake's voice actor wants to leave. She's literally only there because she's contractually obligated to be. Which yeah.
0: is not good. No. Uh, if you lose one of your main characters, if it wasn't death, uh, that's bad. That's really bad.
1: Like, oh so... my god. Like, I'm surprised <laughs> that... um. John's voice actor is still here at all, because he definitely was, like, the kind of guy who wasn't for, like, any of that type of shit. Like, he left Rooster Teeth forever ago. Yeah, that's the thing, though. He's
0: he's already gone from Rooster Teeth. He's only part of the animation now.
1: Yeah, which is why I'm, like, I'm still surprised he's, like, still voice acting. Mm. Like, instead of just being like, you know what, fuck it. But I don't know. It could be money. Thing where he still needs the paycheck, or it's just like, I don't want to break the contract and get sued. Could be. <sighs>
0: I mean, again, at the end of the day, it's, you know, Rooster Teeth is on a already slippery slope. And there's only so much goodwill that I can give. And the only reason that I can give as much as I've given is because, at the very least, you've said look, we've fired out, like, pretty much all the people that were directly involved. We're going to try again, just, you know. And again, I'm not currently giving them any money. So if they want to try again, I'm at least willing to watch your content through semi-legitimate means. But Blizzard. Blizzard has already proven that they don't give a shit about you. I mean, like Diablo Immortal... No offense, but if Diablo Immortal didn't wake you up to what exactly Blizzard is as a company now, you kind of deserve what you're getting. Like, I'm going to be completely honest with you. You're in an abusive relationship and you've just kind of accepted it. So, like, good luck. I wish you you as good as you're going to get. Bioware is also on a slippery slope because it's not really Bioware anymore. And from what I saw of their new Dragon Age-like TV show that they just released, the animated Absolution, boy, howdy, that better be the best Dragon Age that's coming out pretty soon, because otherwise, bye-bye, Bioware.
1: Oh yeah, I. Uh, if if they screw up Dragon Age, I'm never touching another Bioware thing ever again.
0: Yeah, no, it's not
1: worth it anymore. I, they just don't care. Like. Me personally, if this uh, Bioware—not this Bioware—this Dragon Age game could be great, and then they could fail in every other game franchise that they make, as long as they keep making good Dragon Age, I don't care. To me, that's that's the only thing that keeps me even attached to Bioware. I don't care about anything else they make. Ah, but that's only because you haven't played Mass Effect
0: yet—at least the good ones.
1: Yeah, but I, I, I need I need. Let me let me find out if this new game's going to be any good before I even pick up another one of their games. Granted, entirely different team made those; those people aren't True. even around anymore. True, but yeah, I mean, and I've
0: been saying, yeah, I mean a lot. Um, <laughs> it's really just a case of Wizards of the Coast has burned through all of their goodwill already, and it really does suck because. And and it's so weird because at the end of the day it was just some some of the most bizarre announcement planning I've ever seen. How, how do you go from oh hey uh, because of what we did with Magic the Gathering our stock plummeted should we still tell people about like the new open game licensed for D&D that other beloved franchise and somebody legitimately
1: they said, yeah, yeah, now's the right time. Do it. They thought everyone and... would be too busy watching The Legend of you know, to pay attention. Well, no, because that only came out today. <laughs> yeah, that started... <laughs> they clearly, clearly didn't understand. Uh... I mean,
2: it's it's just it's just mind-boggling. Like, I, I
0: understand that Hasbro is an evil company, but, like...
1: I, it, there, if I hadn't I just, already uh, bought um, Baldur's Gate 3, I would be questioning whether or not I should.
2: Oh,
0: ooh, thank you for reminding me. Um, hey, everybody who's not listening to this, but definitely should be, don't go watch the new D&D
1: movie.
0: Don't. No, there's no excuse. No, there's no... But, but, but... no,
1: I'm definitely
0: pirating that movie. 100%. You want to know why? Because if you go see it, all you're telling Wizards of the Coast is that they are allowed to treat you like shit, and as long as they occasionally put out something good, you will forgive them and give them money. Don't do it. Let the movie burn. You can still watch it. I mean, hell, wait till it comes out on DVD. Or even better... Uh, I actually recently found this out. You can mm-hmm. even still go see it in theaters. All you have to do is wait until it's been in the theaters for like three, four weeks, something like that. Mm-hmm. Because at that point, the like the company that made it, most of their product, like their uh, profit has already been made. So any additional showings past a certain point, the movie theater makes like 80 percent of that revenue huh. of that like ticket.
1: It's instead fun. of the other way around. I'll just go watch and, it the way Eddie Burbeck watched Morbius. I'll buy a ticket for a better movie that's in theaters, give them my money, and then just go sit in the the Dungeons yeah. and Dragons one.
0: Right. And again, like if, if you're ever curious about when that timeline is, by the way, um, you can just call your local movie theater, and I promise you they're going to be more than happy to tell you when to go see movies where they're going to make a bigger
2: profit I promise you they will definitely
0: so yeah don't if you haven't already don't buy Baldur's Gate 3 if you haven't already don't pre-order tickets to the new Dungeons and Dragons movie trust me I want to see it I want to see it so bad I want to see it in fucking IMAX but I'm not I'm going to go see it either like the last week that it's in theaters or I'm going to pirate it.
1: The company needs to feel the pressure of what they do, what they did and actually rectify their mistakes before you can start handing them money again. Exactly. Or, or nothing
0: changes. Exactly. I'm really glad that you said that about Baldur's Gate because I almost forgot about the movie.
1: Oh, yeah, it, it. The the movie and the video game, like the video game. Really, I was thinking about that a lot lately because there's been a lot of there's been a couple updates this this past month. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, if I didn't already own this, I probably wouldn't have bought it. Oh yeah, just no. because of all the <laughs> shit they're pulling. Like, they're... the game uh... beautiful. I love the game, but it's what it's attached to now but is the problem.
0: It's, it's quite literally. Five e, the video game, so mm-hmm. yeah,
1: it if, you, if, you, Paladin in.
0: if you if you buy that game, all you're telling Wizards of the Coast is is, hey, all that bad shit you did, it's okay cause you made one good thing. You're okay, Wizards of the coast. and they're not. Uh they deserve to burn if they want to go this way. And I'm more than happy to be one of the people holding a torch
1: mm-hmm. So. Like, just we can show them what be some bad fashioned. Uh, mur- good, uh, good old murder hobos are like. Yeah, as it turns out, the people who
0: coined the term "rules lawyers," uh, they're pretty good at sniffing through your,
1: uh, you know, your shit that you're homebrewing. So, oh, yeah. like, like I've seen be everywhere on a uh, Twitter and Reddit, uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan was right. The true, uh, the true enemy in D anD D is capital capitalism. Yeah, and yeah, now more than ever.
0: Yeah, and <sighs> by the way, I can't wait until their new season where they're just like, oh yeah. By the way, guys, um, so we're not using fifth edition anymore. Uh, we're gonna
1: switch over to this. And oh, this there's a thing that he's doing with a uh, with Lou Wilson, Brian Ayengard, and. Iongard, and- one or two more people who I can't remember the names of where they're starting their own like D&D thing. Like their own okay. D&D campaign that's like not going to be on Dropout. I think they're only posting it on like Patreon or whatever. But it's supposed okay. to be longer, more flushed out. Like, almost Critical role E where it's like here's a whole year worth of content for this campaign. Okay. From the looks of it. Because it's like yeah, you could tell a great story and eight episodes like he does for dimension 20 but i have to imagine that like at some point you're just like but yeah i want to like do a really long one with the people yeah. i like to play with the most <laughs> yeah so that's Which, definitely way, a thing
0: i'll be paying for <laughs> that that has to sting a little bit where it's just like here is this game where i'm gonna put in all my effort and you're not invited
1: yeah i, I mean i mean. I'm-
0: I'm sure for some of them, it's legitimately, like, a time constraint thing, but, you know, at the same oh, yeah. time.
1: It, from my understanding, like, it's, it's, they're kind of, like, doing it kind of like a company thing, too. Like, it's its own thing, so everyone that's involved, I think, has a stake in it. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's called Worlds Beyond Number. Hmm, okay. Ah, uh, Lou, uh uh oh no those are uh twitter names that doesn't help me (laughs) you can't you can't let's see who's in this uh okay lou wilson uh brendan lee mulligan Bria Ingard, and erica ishi okay Uh, Hmm. my favorite
2: (laughs) i'm going i'm going to say this and
0: then segue into another thing about boycotting Mm -hmm. um i'm Surprised that Matt Mercer isn't also part of it. Cause like he, Abrea Guard and uh Brendan Lee Mulligan, like I don't know, they've always kind of come across
1: to me as like the three amigos of, you know, like D and D. I it they definitely seem like it, especially from like the like live stream things I've seen them do together. It it right. has to be because he just does not have the time. He's oh, making 100%. TV shows, he's DMing, he's He's, Voice I acting. Don't, yeah. I don't remember if he he's some he's some high level in the company. He's not like the CEO or whatever, but he still does a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean,
2: it's um, like,
1: and also, oh, go ahead. Or it's like the rest of these people, like they do they work usually for like comedy things, do D and D as part of their job, or have like one other job. Like I think Lou right. Wilson is the only person on the like this list of people that has, like, an actual job. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, not... I play video games and write sketches for fun. Like, he works for uh, Jimmy Kimmel.
0: Yeah, which, crazy, by the way. That's so good. Awesome for him.
1: Oh, yeah, it's the only reason why I watch the intros to Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> then I turn it off. <laughs>
0: um, But also, like, that other segue that I was talking about. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. If uh, Wizards of the Coast does push this through... um and Critical Role doesn't speak out against it, I'll also boycott the shit out of Critical Role.
2: Oh, yeah. No offense. I I understand. I
0: understand. Like, they've got a good thing going. I really, really do. And mind you, even as I boycott them, I will legitimately wish them success because they're just doing what they have to to make sure that they can pay their employees. But it's still not right and i would hope that matt mercer and whoever like the decision makers are for critical role will say hey uh thank you so much for like you know the relationship we've had um we're actually going to be switching over it so good luck
1: it i i understand they have to keep their mouth their, their business so they're not going to fuck themselves over but eventually right. they have to say something.
0: Yeah, eventually. And mind you, I'm pretty sure... So, there was a tweet which, in a very nice way, basically said, like, hey, uh, what Wizards of the Coast is doing is wrong, and, like, you know, D&D is for the players, by the players, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Matt Mercer, specifically from his own Twitter account, liked that
2: post. So... Oh, okay. Again no vocal support because yes i'm sure i'm sure that they have
0: in their contract that they basically aren't allowed to you know talk about all this controversy um but yeah you're right at some point they have to say something because if they don't that
2: looks worse mm. than anything they could say But yeah, uh, any other thoughts from you,
0: Dan? I know that I've uh, this actually kind of turned into another one of my ranting videos, so
1: I apologize. No, you're good. You you have more of a not a care, but more investment. More, yeah, more of investment. I don't play D and D or magic anymore. So like, well,
2: you
0: you don't play D and D because you're you just won't go out and find people to play with.
1: No, making friends is hard. I'd rather my yeah. friends just invite me to stuff. Uh, ah, of course. Hey, it usually works for me. <laughs> oh, which, uh,
0: but any other uh, any other thoughts for you? Since we're uh, coming up on an hour and a half.
1: Ah, uh, fuck wizards of the coast. Uh, fuck Disney too, I guess, and fuck China. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, the only
0: reason I still have Disney Plus is because it comes with my phone subscription. There's
1: things I really want to want to watch sometimes.
0: Again, I would not pay for Disney Plus, Hulu, whatever, uh, if it didn't literally come with the bill that I pay for my phone. That's it. Mm. I would pirate
2: it 100%, otherwise.
1: Ah, true, true, true. Okay, we should end it here. Yeah. Well,
0: everybody, thank you so much for joining us for yet another Midwestern goodbye. Unfortunately, uh, it's getting pretty late, and I got to be heading out. So I guess we'll see you all next time. Okay, bye bye. I don't know what that was, but bye bye. Next time on Dragon Ball Z.
2: (laughs) Frieza defeated.
1: Bye.